regular, regular features. A regular, regular, regular features. A regular, regular, regular features. A regular features of Sean. Oh. I don't know if you can see me, but I'm just twisting my wrists around right now in what is a theatrical yawn, because this is a very sleepy episode of Regular Features. Pop on your little mask that you use to block out the light, the glaring light of the sun that's beaming in through your window. <laughs> As you sleep during broad daylight. <laughs> <laughs> you did today. Pop- you told me. That's true. It was in, yeah, okay, I'm sleepy. I'm sleepy. <laughs> Please leave me alone. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to shout. Put in your ear blockers so that you'd no longer hear the incessant <laughs> scratch, scratch, scratch at your bedposts. That is us. And um, then finally, just stop breathing and faint, because that's exactly what we're doing in this episode of Regular Features, the sleepiest, most low-energy podcast that you've ever heard. If you're looking for Octane, take a hike, Bozo, because it's not here. There's not. If it was old-fashioned petrol, it'd be one star. And if it's a review on iTunes... The same. <laughs> no. Just because it's one-star petrol doesn't mean it's not five-star podcasting. Oh, uh, um, tonight I'm with my companions in the ether, uh, Steve Hogarty. Hello, Steve. Hi. I, I'm the sleepiest one of the bunch, and I'm here. Yeah, you kicked off the whole sleepy thing, didn't yeah. you? Yeah. I've got a sleep deficit. I'm running a sleep deficit. Well, sleep hard tonight and wake furious. That's my advice. In the other box, who's that? Who are you? Hi, I'm Joe. I'm not that sleepy. Are you sleepy too? I'm not as sleepy, but I am eating a lot of what you would call sleep from directly out of my eye as we speak. I'm just picking just out, in a thick picking membrane. out crusty bits of toast from the eye and just. Mm. Like like overnight oats. That's, that's actually horrific. And I'm not putting yeah. it in the podcast. I'm if the I'm sleepiest. Editing, then it's a bircher berry bowl of uh, eyeball beef. It's the shit that logs come out with over the last few years, and no, that's that the po- get, that's the bit. That's, yeah, that's like my friend picks my, his dog's sleep out of her eyes and feeds it to her. No, and that's it's the disgusting. Most disgusting thing. What? Hang on, the, the sleep was from the dog's eyes and fed to the dog. Yes, he's not feeding oh, it God, to okay. another woman that he knows. <laughs> <laughs> the dog loves it. Obviously, the dog loves it. It's, it's like a little crunchy. I can never. Salty. My tongue can't reach there. The, yeah, sleepy sweet that comes out of their eyes. But I just think probably it's probably the only part of their body they can't lick. Yeah. They can get full access to pretty much everything else that we can't lick. Assholes, cunts, gunts, and everything in between. <laughs> and everything in between. Hey! <laughs> oh, so um, what have you got for us tonight, everyone? Assholes, cunts, and gunts, and everything in between. <laughs> oh, Steve's woken up. Uh, <laughs> perky now. <laughs> I've got a sleepy feature about what if grandma's up and about and you gotta knock that lady down a peg or two to bedtown <laughs> joe you tell us what you got i am going to be telling you all about a hallowed magical art and the man what good does it the weirdest and i'm taking us to a mysterious world where james van der beek is the host of regular features shall we kick it yes we should <laughs> <laughs> 
Good evening, boys. Hey, hello there. Wow. I'm a, I'm a very sleepy boy. Sometimes I get terribly, terribly sleepy. You're not going to get mean, on the, the Ibrahim's soundboard by saying this kind of stuff. We're being a snoozy Susan. Yeah, we don't want a snoozy Steve. Do you want me to pop a paper bag? Oh, oh <laughs> to alarm start, me back, start, to startle me awake. <laughs> You're so sleepy, you didn't even remember what popping a paper understand. bag would do. No. Yeah, I was up since flood, bloody four o'clock in the, in the morning, actually. Oh my God. <laughs> what got you up at that ungodly hour? I don't know, I just sit, I sat bolt up awake in bed, and I thought, you know what, I'm going to take a little breather on the sofa, get out of bed, think about... Think about um, reading a book. Look at TikTok for 45 minutes. Realise it's 5am now. Think, oh, you know what? Maybe I'll get an early start. Get a, get a head start on the day. Get through some important errands and at life admin tasks and freelance work that I need to catch up on. Mm-hmm. They're not doing that. We're just looking at the internet until 8 o'clock in the morning. And then it's Aye. time to go to real work. <laughs> and then... You just, just you, I just, I've, I honestly, I've just felt like an absolute zombie for the rest of the day because, because mm. I messed up. Oh, that for, that decision four a.m. four a.m. in the morning. That was the one that really tripped me up. I think were you all like, yes, they they used to do this before the invention of the nine to five. We used to wake up at four o'clock and just walk around the house. <laughs> I don't know, and and it worked then. And you'd you'd grind your meal, or you'd. Uh... <laughs> I don't know, you'd make perfume? That's the kind of thing they did in the old you'd, days. You'd empty the dolly tub onto the scullery floor. Mm. <laughs> it worked just fine for them. Nowadays we have podcasts and things. Exactly, we don't need dolly tubs anymore. We've got more entertaining things, like Roombas. I'm surprised <laughs> you didn't rattle off a quick podcast in that four to five o'clock hour. <laughs> um, so I'm really, I've got a very sleepy feature that I wrote <laughs> about... <laughs> <laughs> In the 15 minutes prior to recording this episode. I will say, I, before before we start, I feel like all of us have very, um, from what I understand, quite low energy features. And I'm really looking forward to seeing what the vibe is on this show. Wow. This might be the Sleepy Special. This might be our kind of ASMR I, entry. Mm. I'm letting you know that I have got heavy eyeballs today. Mm. I think it's all those little tiny bobs I've been doing over the place really take it out of you. <laughs> Were we recording I mean, when you talked about your tiny bobs? No, the little tiny bobs that I've been doing all over town. <laughs> um, that's just something that the readers will have to guess about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Good. I'm glad it's that way. Steve, please continue with yeah. your sleepy boy feature. And now it's time for Steve's regular feature. You are sleep child. Can you creep into grandmother's chambers and put her to sleep with your sweet little boy kisses? <laughs> oh my God. You are Sleep Child, the handsome boy with the sweet little cinnamon kisses that puts grandmother right to sleep. Without your sugary little prince lips all smacking wet upon her forehead, that lady's gonna be up all night and be too cranky tired for her morning sausages and exercise routine. <laughs> This sounds like sausages and exercise. This sounds like I've put on an old forty-five record, and it's the intro to a really lackadaisical jazz number. <laughs> Sleep child decision point. Bum oh. bum 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 dum dum dum. 
imagine the Phoenix Wright um, tense music when, uh, when you've cornered one of the witnesses in a lie. <laughs> Sleep child, analyzing, analyzing potential ways to put grandmother to sleep. Hey. Enter grandmother's chambers by climbing the oak tree in the orchard and descending into her room through the open skylight like a terrible insect. B. It's a better not be in the Krampus universe. I don't want like to it. get horrified. <laughs> Run yourself through the mangle and slip through the gaps in the floorboards, then emerge in grandmother's chambers like she has just been faxed a beautiful boy with plump little <laughs> glossy lips, all ready to slap some sleep into this lady. Uh... Steve, do let us know if this is one of your features where we're allowed to make a choice. Or you are allowed to make a choice. We're allowed, okay. you, We need to make one quickly because this feature is making me doze off. Mangle! I mangle. love the idea oh, of the mangle. Absolutely mangle. And I really like you the keep idea. Right next to the dolly tub. Yeah, and I like the idea of the uh, the plump lips, like him sticking a little thumb in between and closing his nostrils and, and going reinflating and blowing himself back up <laughs> like in a cartoon but it actually goes to his the path of least pressure it inflates a boot and he accidentally kicks his grandmother wide awake well don't preempt steve's speech no, no. Oh, no. <laughs> you arrive in grandmother's chambers with your lips fully out and ready to press into grandmother's powdery cheeks Send that busy little lady off to sleep. Gonna knock her right off her grandmother lady feet. But what's this? <laughs> grandmother is standing in the middle of the room, wide awake as a cat. <laughs> <laughs> and she's Famous. got a knife. <laughs> Stay away from me, sleep child, she screams. I don't want those handsome little boy kisses. I want to stay awake forever to play more computer games. <laughs> this is not the first time grandmother's trying to avoid your perfect little peppermint pom-poms. And it won't be the last. <laughs> Skill check. <laughs> Noisy, Rachel. <laughs> Sorry. That was, a, that was sort of a squealing bark of a laugh. <laughs> it was like Chun-Li being kicked. <laughs> Skill check. You need to roll a 15 or higher <laughs> to kiss grandma on the forehead. <laughs> Send that pretty little lady off to sleep. Funny, uh, have you got a dice? <laughs> no. Oh. What do you want me to roll? Is it 3d6? I've or got what? A, I've got a, a single fidget cube. Oh. We could assign numbers to them. If you get anything apart from the flickety light switch. Yeah. That's a that's a win. That's a success successful roll. Okay, I'm rolling now. I promise I won't lie. Hold it up. I got the flickety light switch. Oh God, <laughs> fuck's sake! It's Luckily, good. Log's got a plus two smooching accuracy bonus. Oh good. <laughs> oh yeah, my home and lips paid off. <laughs> you parry grandmother's flashing stab attacks and plant your glistening wet pink perkies on that sleepy lady's brow. Grandmother floats over to her bed like a cartoon dog following the aroma of a pie and falls into a goofy sort of kooky sleep that lasts all night. You did it, sleep child. Another one for the books. <laughs> Can you enlighten me on whether does Sleep Child only kiss Grandma, or has he got a sort of a docket of people he needs yes, to uh, go and get? It's just it like the video game Paperboy. Mm. <laughs> it's Grandma. It's 
it's always grandma every night. It's got to get those sweet little perky pin peppermint pom-poms, slap them against that lady's <laughs> forehead, put her right to sleep. Every day she's more violently averse to sleep, <laughs> more frustrated. Well, computer games just keep getting better, Log. Elden yeah, Ring I'm- just <laughs> came out. Ain't no way she's going to sleep for days. <laughs> Not without the sweet cinnamon kisses of the sleep child. Mm, that boy Tang from those sweet little lips. <laughs> the boy, boy Tang? Tang. What? That's, Handsome little boy a... with the sweet little cinnamon luxury kisses. Boy Tang just sounds like another word for bussy or bussy or however you say it from the internet. I've only ever seen it written down. <laughs> oh, the boy Tang Gran. That's what she's called. <laughs> Poor woman. She worked her whole life to play those video games. Now there's this fucking boy Tang trying to send her to sleep. It's eight. It's eighteen hours of sleep every time as well. Oh she doesn't have God. many of those hours left. Oh, that's a powerful, powerful boy lips. Oh, hello. I seem to have forgotten what time it is. Could you could you please tell me what time it is? I can. It's time for regular features. Have either of you ever heard of a man called Andrew Maine? No. Andrew Maine? You should have. Andrew Maine, novelist, magician, and Hello. once swam with great white sharks in a stealth suit, <laughs> as I found out on his Wikipedia page today. I don't know what a stealth suit is. Don't ask. Oh. I mean, he wasn't in the stealth suit with the great white shark. He was. Not like a, it wasn't like a pantomime horse sort of thing. <laughs> oh, I see. No, it wasn't. A, <laughs> yeah, it wasn't a, a shark at the front of the stealth suit and a man at the back. Oh, like a shark r- saying, oh, I always get the back end. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, fucking mermaid bullshit again. <laughs> uh, yeah, Andrew Maine is a man who I learned about at a magician's conference, which you will hear about in more detail in next week's episode of Regular Features. But while at said conference, I picked up a little thing that Andrew Maine once wrote, because he's written a number of pamphlets on how to be a fucking warlock. What? In- mm. Including. That's perfect for a pamphlet, isn't it? I mean, it's oh. you don't want a, a weighty tome or a sort of... A grimoire. Yeah. You, you want some. You, <laughs> you, want a, a, you want a pamphlet. You don't want a skin-covered book <laughs> found. You want a, tri- a trifold sheet of A4. Yeah. <laughs> and that's very much what, what he provides. He's written a number of pamphlets on how to be a warlock, including one called Shock FX, Magic for Mutants, uh, and, <laughs> and another one called Andrew Maine's Pocket Soaring in Half, which has a tagline, this is real, Cut yourself in half, anywhere, at any time, surrounded by spectators. <laughs> Which sounds more like a threat <laughs> than an instruction manual. Whether they like it or not. Uh, personally, I was most intrigued by a pamphlet that I found for £2 uh, called... It's 18 pages, so it's, I don't know what that equates to. It's high cost per page, I would say. Um, called Touching Cloth. No, wait, Touching Sky. <laughs> and it is A Guide to Levitating by Andrew Maine. The book contains six different, as he 
specifically puts it inexpensive methods of levitating. The most expensive levitation method in here costs $16. Wow. So, and it's involved. It's no more, you don't have to like buy a Harrier jump jet to levitate anymore. Not with this guy's no. cheap and effective levitation techniques. If you have $16 and a mate, you can levitate with this technique. The problem being that it does actually at the front have a note saying that I'm not allowed to reveal any of the methods inside. And I don't know how he enforces that. You as the reader of the pamphlet. Yeah, it says, public explanation of the method behind any of these effects is not permitted. How did you get the pamphlet? Bought it at a magician's conference. I, I broke through the gilded red curtain of the magic world stole in and took a little touching cloth book um <laughs> and uh, the the thing is i don't know how andrew enforces it but i am not going oh, to you'll find out i'm not gonna you'll find out when this goes out i'm not gonna cross a man who says he can cut make you cut yourself in half or make magic for mutants so I'm not going to cover any methods. Suffice it to say that a number of ways to levitate seem to involve taking your shoes off behind a towel and moving them around a bit. Uh, Not all of them, so I'm not giving them all away, Andrew. But what I am allowed to read you is the intro to this book, which is entitled Portrait of a Young Levitator. So I thought I'd just read you the intro because I think it's very interesting. And, and um, enlightening on the, the world of a young levitator. And I'm going to read it in what I assume is Andrew Maine's voice. When my brother left for college, he left behind his room and a weight bench. When he returned for spring break, he found that his younger brother, B, had moved into his room and that his weight bench had been put to an altogether different new purpose. It just so happened, through some playful experimentation, that the bench could be taken apart and rebuilt in a new configuration that functioned like a Super X suspension, which I don't explain in any part of this book. But if you get the reference, I bet it's a real gut buster. (laughs) (laughs) Because the repurposing was non-destructive, my brother was pretty amused. We'd have a lot of laughs, inviting his friends to open the door to his weird brother's room. Upon opening the door, they'd see me levitating a foot over my bed, reading a book. Some were amused. A couple were frightened. I now realize this is how urban legends and maybe even cults can start. Anyway, this is just a prelude to me telling you how I accidentally crushed my brother to death under a big bench (laughs) and then flew away from my mom when she tried to spank me. It was a Wednesday, I believe, because my brother was eating meatloaf cold from a tub. We always ate meatloaf for supper on Tuesday, so if you saw it in a tub, in my brother's hands being scooped out and eaten by the greasy fistful, you knew it was a Wednesday. Happy Wednesday, brother, I shouted from the wall. I had attached glue to my shoes, and I was sticking out horizontally for an act I planned to call the Sideway Boy. (laughs) 
<laughs> Hark, brother, he replied. Is this the sideway boy I see? I flicked a switch concealed in my palm, which activated a contraption that fired nail polish remover out of my pants leg, dissolving the glue and sending me tumbling onto a desk and spilling my big gulp. <laughs> he looked impassively from behind a piece of old meatloaf the size of a guava. You could use a landing, he quipped. You could use some gloves for your meatloaf so as not to become greased, I quipped. And we laughed in the family style. <laughs> brother to business, said brother. Brother, what business do you have for me? Your brother, I said to brother. Brother, I require your levitation trick once again, but this time I want you to help me score... A check. A check, said I. And how does my famous floating foolery help you to achieve this, brother? He proceeded to walk me through the plan. Part A, I begin my floating routine. Part B, brother would enter the room with a check. Identity TBD, <laughs> and would become overwhelmed by my dark power and begin to wail. Part C. Brother would perform a perfect flying dropkick upon my legs, sending me tumbling from my airborne perch, presumably to win the affections of the wailing chicken question. Unfortunately, my brother attempted to show me the dropkick while I sat upon my apparatus and missed and hit a concealed steel beam keeping my bottom safely above the ground. It happened in a flash. The weight bunch tumbled upon him. I felt his sternum mulch like so much meatloaf in the mouth of a hungry brother. The only words he uttered before death were, Brother, you have done me a squish. <laughs> Mother entered the room and heard the noise of a squish in the brother. Brother, he is squish, said she. Now it is time for a spanking. <laughs> Wow, she's got quite a harsh voice, this mother. I could not be spanked so easily. I climbed upon the open windowsill, prayed to whatever god could hear me, and launched myself off. To my surprise, I could fly the whole time, and have spent my remaining years acting as a single-seater aircraft for rich perverts. My mother continues to hunt me across the globe, seeking to spank, but she will fail, as she always has. This book won't teach you to fly, because only I can do that. But you might just be able to kill a contraption to kill a brother. And if that isn't the meaning of Christmas, then I don't know what is. God bless, Andrew Maine. And then there's a picture of him sitting cross-legged. <laughs> How much of... Did that start real? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it remained real. The, the only bit I didn't keep in that I really wanted to was him using the phrase. It basically describes that David Blaine got people big into levitation and he uses the phrase, people wanted to float by any available means. <laughs> <laughs> Which is an insane thing to write. <laughs> but anyway. Levitation fever gripped the nation. <laughs> yeah, one David Blaine special and everyone was three feet off the ground the next day. <laughs> Hoisted by pulleys. 
Yeah. Raised up on perfectly transparent blocks of ice. America's <laughs> next big floater. That's what we're... <laughs> uh, Yeah, so next time uh, we do a live show, I might fly for the entire time we're there. As long as I can spend $16 on some shoes and a towel. And it's going to be big, let me tell you. I'd be happy to do I'd be happy don't have very high to ceilings. fly around. Sorry, Steve. No, I just said something sleepy. <laughs> I, I would be happy to please fly around. Please fly around. I would enjoy me. <laughs> uh, what were you going to say? We do have very low ceilings and very hot bulbs, so watch out for your forehead. Low ceilings, hot bulbs. Hot bulbs. That sounds like, <laughs> that like, sounds like the record like that Steve was writing before. <laughs> <laughs> I know I stand in line until you think you have the time to give a feature to me. And if we go someplace, hope and I know that there's a chance we can have features with see. And afterwards, we drive it to a quiet little place and talk about me Then I go and spoil it all by saying something stupid like Oh, uh, hello. I used to come around here looking for features. I haven't seen you in a while. Well, it's because I had my fill of features, but I've run out. Do not have any regular features? Well, just listen to this. Thank you. You know, lads, with all this talk about being asleep and flying, I wondered what it would be like if I fell asleep and flew off into a different dimension. When Regular Features was not a podcast by five spunky young lads who um, just can't get enough of each other, but was instead one of those celebrity podcasts that's popping up all over the place now. Mm. So I think, do you know what I think? Do you know what I think it would sound like? Do you know what I think that that thing I just described would sound like? What do you think, think it would sound like? Uh, I Thanks for asking, Steve, because I think it would sound something like this. It's regular features, it's time every week. It's regular features, with chance like a big. Hello. Oh, no, sorry, too much. Hello. I'm... James Van Der Beek. And this is my show, Regular Features. James Van Der Beek. That's a funny name I hear you saying. How on earth do you remember that when you're in the bank and the cashier says, what's your name, sir? Well, it's simple. Like everyone in Hollywood, I have a system to remember my name for when I'm going round a party at Rihanna's house and the man on the door sings, welcome to Rihanna's house. What is your name, please? When that happens... All I have to do is recite this little rhyme. J is for James, don't wear it out. A is for anything's better than now. M is for me and it's followed by E. S is the same as the James that is me. B is for very, that's how nice I am. A is for always be kind to your gran. N is for no thanks and also nest please. D is for ding-dongs, not bing-bongs with bees. <laughs> E is for Evil Lynn, Skeletor's friend. R is for Ram Man, brave to the end. Beak is for Beak, because who could forget I turn into a seagull whenever I get wet. Joining me this week on Regular Features, 
is my best friend, Guy Pearce. James Van Der Beek, walking down the lane. James Van Der Beek, hello, what's your name? Oh, your name's Guy Pearce. Well, I never, how do you do? It's so lovely to meet you. Heavens to Murgatroyd. Hello, James. I'm Guy Pierce. I know. And I'm very happy to be here. I can see you're happy to be here from the very big smile on your face, Guy. <sighs> now, uh, oh, I've just told all the listeners at home how I remember my name. How do you remember your name in important situations? Like when you're two minutes late to the helipad and the helicopter has taken off without you, but they've dropped a rope ladder down for you to hold on to, so everything's okay. But oh no, there's a fly in the ointment. <laughs> a person has appeared through the door on the roof. They've got a loud hailer and a gun, and they're shouting, Stop right there. What is your name, please, sir, or I'll shoot? How would you remember your name? In such a high-stakes scenario. I'm glad you asked me that, James. I've actually, I've got my name written on my palms. Guy Pierce. Guy Pierce. Pierce. I see that. Pierce. That's very interesting. It's certainly quicker than your method, but it, it does mean that when I cradle my wife's face in my sweaty hands and kiss her for hours in the morning... She ends up with my name written on her face. Hmm, well that sounds bad, but at least it will be written backwards, so all the other celebrities she meets that day will have no idea it's your name. They'll just think she's got rubbish written all over her face. What is your point, James? I'm just saying it won't reflect badly on you, so who cares? That is true. But when my wife goes through the toilet and does a poo and then washes her hands and then looks in the mirror... The mirror reverses it back into normal writing. And when that happens, she's straight on the phone, giving me an earful, I can tell you. Oh no, and she'll know which name to call in her contact lists because it's written on her face. Yes, she can keep looking up to cross-reference her face with the names on her phone. (laughs) You've got right to the heart of the matter as per usual, James. Thanks, Guy. You're a great guest. I'm also joined today on Regular Features by show by another one of my best friends in Hollywood, Macaulay Culkin. Mm. <laughs> Hello, Guy. <laughs> Hello, James. Hello, Hello Macaulay Culkin. Kin Culkin. Macaulay Culkin's on the show. Ooh, ooh. Ah. That's right. That's right, Guy. Hey. Mm. We've been we've been talking. Sorry, we we do enjoy ourselves on the regular features podcast. <laughs> Macaulay, we we've been talking about how we remember our names. How do you remember your name, Macaulay? Uh, I have it written above the inside of my front door. When I leave the house, I start saying it to myself over and over again, and I don't stop until I get home six weeks later. What happens when you take a girl home and you're about to undo her bra and it says, and she she says, she says, sorry, I'm a big sexist. And she says, can I just take your name again, please, for bra security purposes? 
Yeah, that's a good point because you've stopped saying your name because you've got home. You're good at questions, Guy. You should be on Parkinson. But if I was on Parkinson, that means I would be getting asked questions, not asking them. Well, the other way round, then. Parkinson should be on me. Oh, you should be so lucky. He's so dreamy. <laughs> Stop being silly. I'm trying to explain how I do with the situation you have described about when I'm about to undo a girl's bra, but she wants to know what my name is for security reasons. Because I actually do have a foolproof system. Sorry, Macaulay. Macaulay, do go on. What is your system, Macaulay? I've got a cuckoo clock that I've adapted so that every hour the cuckoo comes out and says my name. But here's the clever part. It says it in my voice. <laughs> so I would simply wait until it was nine o'clock, for example. And when my cuckoo clock says my name, I would say, I think that answers your question. And get on with and doing the bra. What if she asks at quarter past eight? Oh, oh. Uh. Yes, Macaulay. What would you do for 45 minutes? Would you just say, until until the cuckoo clock says your name? I suppose we just watch a Star Trek The Next Generation or DVD. Yes, that would fill the time perfectly. That was a good answer, Macaulay. You should be on Parkinson. But anyway, now we've got all the chat out of the way, I suppose it's time for a feature. Um, I'll go first this week. Um, and I thought it would be fun this week to imagine what regular features would be like if it was just two freaky benders and a well-spoken youth with a compelling moustache. Oh, that sounds rubbish. Oh, but I've written it now. Begs you not me not being the well-spoken hetero. He sounds exhausting. Oh, I think that's a nice place to break it for a jingle, don't you? Yes, just drop a jingle in now. Regular features with James Van Der Beek. It's fun to podcast with James Van Der Beek. You can come round my flat. We can have a nice chat, but then you must quickly leave before I once again turn into a bird and stubbornly try to fly into your mouth. I have no memory of what happens to me. I've pieced it together from CCTV. We are not trying to fit CCTV into one syllable. Okay. Well, that's it for this week's episode of the Regular Features Podcast. Thank you for listening. And if you like the podcast, you can go to patreon.com forward slash regular features and help us out by donating an amount of your choosing per episode. And if you give us just two pounds per episode, you will get your very own B name, the most prized moniker known to Monica. Before she gave up her name to enter the hive. Yes. And what's her name? Chandler Bing. Sticky leg. (laughs) Fanny bag. (laughs) Please give a bee name to Jason Argo. The Silver Flutter. (laughs) That's really nice. That's beautiful. Please give a bee name to Russell Sones. Russell, 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 there's a flower 400 yards north-northeast. 
in East East Northwest London. That's a very rare Steve <laughs> B name. Well, they rustle when they do the wiggle dance, don't they? That's it. Uh, they rustle when they the, do the wiggle dance, don't they? They rustle when they do the wiggle dance. <laughs> the paper bags that they carry full of pollen rustle. They're, they <laughs> they simply hum. <laughs> like old winos just flying about. <laughs> well, how about Russell Russell wiggle dance? I liked Russell Russell Russell. There's a whatever the fuck you said in the first place. <laughs> okay. I like I like the idea that there's a waggle dance family going. People can actually trace their family lineages from the amount of waggle dances we've done now. That's a good <laughs> point. Please give a bee name to Isla Pengeli Moore. Dip your ass in honey and give me the sweetest sting. It's getting to the point where I'm almost positive you said exactly those words about someone else's bee name at some point. No, that's just a collection of all the words we always say. Yeah, exactly. One day, we will stumble don't think I've ever exactly <laughs> the same set of words. Dip your ass in honey and give me the sweetest sting. That's good. And finally, please give one of your very best platinum bee names to Thomas Pickford. The Venetian Bee Gondolier. It's one of those weeks where Log doesn't want to think of the real names and how to adapt them. No, and I'm I like good these. with it. I like these names a lot. Yeah. Oh, that's not, well, I think that's not he, me having a go. I think that's good. Venetian bee gondolier. That's a whole new take on the bee. From Tomb Raider 2. <laughs> there was a gondolier in Tomb Raider 2. Yes. And if you manage to jump into that gondolier... There's a little bee with a tiny punt. Yeah, and the bee will take its bra off if you make the bee backflip into the canal. (laughs) Well, if you'd like your own bee name, you know what to do. You can go to patreon.com forward slash regular features, and you will also get access to the beehive, as every good bee deserves a home. Yes. Can I say thank you to all of those this week? who, when Gav and I panicked and went, oh, fuck, the next Kebab Awards are somehow in a week. Uh, what? Yeah, because the last ones were delayed by COVID, but they didn't delay the rest. So it's like a oh. four-month break between Kebab Awards uh, and the Discord, or members therein, sprung into action to spam the Kebab Awards feed with almost exactly the same message to the same message saying they want me and Gav to go back. So hopefully we will secure an invite. We'll find out soon. Amazing. You can meet Corbin again, or whatever you did. <laughs> I can't remember. <laughs> I remember it was really good, though. So, uh, oh, yeah, look Corbin. forward to that. The, yeah, the Beehive is a Patreon-exclusive Discord channel. I should probably point say that. Oh, yeah. It's not an actual Beehive. You can't climb into it. Uh, it's a metaphorical Beehive. You can metaphorically climb into it. You can't eat the honey because it's not real. You can never metaphorically leave. It's true. Mm-hmm. Hotel California rules, baby. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be back next week. Is that right? Uh, or have we yeah. stopped doing the podcast now? Oh, we'll do you try. reckon this is the last one? <laughs> I think it's going to be the last one. Because <laughs> it was so sleepy. We're all just going to be what? asleep next oh, week. Yeah. It's a lovely low energy. We need a kiss from a toad on the grey. <laughs> Wake us up. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers.